What is going on, you guys, and welcome back to Down to the Wire. I'm your host, Brian Costa, and today we have a great episode in store for you guys. Joining me on the show is a fellow Bryant University student. I've known him for, you know, a really long time, pretty much since, you know, I first became a freshman at Bryant University. Uh, I'm also getting him on the show today because he is a big, big time Milwaukee Bucks basketball fan. So joining me on the show today is my good friend, Jack Boyden. Jack, how you doing today, man? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. Uh, after last night's game, not so well, but you know, <laughs> I, yeah, that that unfortunately is rough. But we will we will get in that, into that in a little bit. But you know, first of all, just how have you been? Like, how's your summer kind of been going, dude? I've been doing pretty good. My summer's been pretty good. Um, been back at work trying to get my real estate license. That's important to me right now. Uh, that's consuming up most of my time. Mm-hmm. Um, just taking a break, relaxing, enjoying summer. Yeah, I, I was I was talking with Jack about this before the show. I, I remember I, I remember I think when me and Jack probably first met at Bryant, and my God, it was in like one of the probably worst ways ever. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so I mean, we we I feel like we probably you know saw each other because we ended up living on the first floor for uh on the same floor with each other freshman year. You were in Suite Four Hundred, I was over in Suite yeah. Four Fourteen. So we like so I feel like we probably had you know you know, there's a chance we'd probably are even already talked with each other, but I think the first like night that we probably, you know, ever got kind of acquainted with one another, I think it had to have been like the second or third night that we were ever on campus. Oh and I think, I think it was the day before the first day of classes. I swear yeah, to God. It and was. I'm, I remember I was literally just chilling out with my friends, uh, Jake and Tyler, like who lived right next to me. Uh, you, Tyler Tucker, obviously is a, is, the, is a co-host on the show. As you know, Jake has also made some guest appearances as well. I'm just chilling out in their room, like with a bunch of, with a bunch of other guys. We're just chilling out, playing some video games. It's getting like late at night. It's probably like 11 or so. Like we're, we're all, we're all starting to wind to kind of wind down being like, all right, let's get it. Let's get ready for our first day of classes. And all of a sudden, like we, like this weird smell starts to come through the floor and it's at first in my mind, it smelled kind of like burnt easy Mac. Like, I don't know if you've ever kind of smelled that before, but <laughs> I remember being in high school and like this kid, I'm not going to say his name cause I don't want to bully him, but he was in my brother's grade or, or one of those grades. And, you know, he ended up, you know, he forgot to put water in the easy Mac and like we had a fire drill as a result of it. And it literally smelled like that at first. I was like, I was like, bro, who put easy Mac in their micro fridge and like forgot to like do the thing. And I fi- I figured it was that. And then like a half an hour later, the, the smell of burning plastic turned to like burning metal. And I was like, okay, something is up. And like me and like my, me and my friends, we're all looking at each other. We're just like, this does not seem right whatsoever. So I remember I go over to my, I go over to my RA and, and our, it was RA, it was our RA at the time. It was Paul. Paul, dude. I love Paul. Paul was, was the best. A, Paul was a G, dude. I love Paul to death. Oh, there goes my clapper again. But uh, we ended up... <laughs> We ended up going over to Paul and I ended up saying to him, I was, I was like, yo, dude, do you smell that? And he, he was just like, and he, at first, like in his room, you couldn't smell it. But I had, but I was like, dude, come into my room. And he ends up going in there and he goes, that is like really strong. And I was like, can you go like check that out? And he goes, yeah, but any, but he said, it's probably nothing. Just go to bed and like, just get ready for your first day classes. I was like, all right, Paul, sounds good. I go to bed and I wake up to my roommate just being like, hey, Brian, uh, like something's going on right now. The lights are on. And I, meanwhile, my ears are just like deafened from the blaring, oh, <laughs> from the blaring, just, oh, my God, fire alarm. And I, I'm just like, what the hell is going on? And he, he literally just goes, man, we got to get out of here. I was like, what is <laughs> happening? So everyone is like rushing down the stairs in their pajamas. Like everyone goes out into the main parking lot. The fire trucks are all pulling up. And I'm just looking at Paul. I'm like. So Paul, what the, what the hell happened? And like, we didn't know for, for a while and turned out that an AC unit ended up like overheating or was like some old AC piece that like, you know, definitely needed to be replaced. It wasn't replaced. And the thing just like, you know, malfunctioned and started melting down. Oh my gosh. I don't know if you knew that the closet. Where, that. Yeah. That's what it was. The closet where it was stored was the door right next to my bedroom. So I didn't have a room next to mine. <laughs> it was the door right next to my bedroom. So that's why it smelled so strong in my oh room. My gosh. And like, I have asthma. I thought like I was going to like choke on, choke on this stuff. I thought I was like, you know, going to like choke in my sleep because it was like so strong in my room. And I remember I get back up to like there and like the smells hasn't gone away. They've like treated the fire, but like, like, I'm just like, I'm like, I can't, I can barely like, I can barely breathe in my room right now. My, my roommate was just like, whatever. He like just dives into his sheets and just goes to bed. I was like, it's like, all right, dude, you like, you do you. But I was like, 
<laughs> I'm looking at my roommates, Jake and Tyler, and we're just like, we can't do this. And you, you literally just come up and, and you, you guys, and it was you and uh, Brian Wildman and a couple oh other guys. And you guys ended up saying like, hey man, if, if it's too bad in your room, you guys can stay here. And we were just like, thank you so much. And you guys, you guys were in a quad, but you guys, yeah. it wasn't full. It was just me and Brian actually yeah, for a little right. bit. And then we added Thomas. Yeah. And, and that was like the trio. Yeah. And I remember like, just like we walk in there and like, there were like two set up beds and like I brought my charger and everything in and I wake up and you, you were just like, what's up, man? I'm Jack. And like, Brian was just like, what's good. And like, we were talking, we were just like, man, what a shit show, but like, let's just get to bed. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh my goodness. It was awful, bro. But like, I was probably the first time I met you. And then we, and then we talked like a lot throughout that as well. Just, you know, going, just living on that floor. Dude, the fourth floor of Warren, man. Freshman that year. was the best floor. Oh my god! Freshman year, without a doubt, without a doubt, that was the best floor. No floor was matching that. Dude, just all I could say, dude, the bathrooms, <laughs> the stuff that would go, the stuff that would go down in the bathrooms at, at, oh on the, my on the Warren gosh. floor. It was ridiculous, bro. Oh, I am sorry in advance because part of that was me. Oh but no, no, what? no! I, I'm not saying. Oh I'm not saying like that. I'm just saying like. Not like the not, not it being trash, but I was talking no. more about like just the oh, stuff yeah. you would see going on in there. I remember one time. Yo. <laughs> I remember oh my one gosh! Time, I remember one time, me and uh, I think I was like hanging out like down the down the room. I don't know if you remember uh, Chris and Aiden uh on the fourth floor. Yeah, uh, poster, right? Yeah, the poster kid. Yeah, uh-huh. I was hanging out with him, and we ended up going over into the bathroom, and I just see like two girls just passed out on on the floor, and I was like, "What do we do?" <laughs> Oh my god! It was like it was like should we call someone? And but then someone came out and it was just like they're fine, they're fine. I was like, I don't think they're fine. Yeah, I don't think they're fine at all. They're laying in the men's bathroom. Yeah, I was like, I was like this. No, I I swear to God, on the fourth floor, I I don't think like the men's and women's bathrooms. It like those signs did not matter. Yeah, no, it was men and women on one side, men and women on the other side. Yeah, both I mean, genders were welcome to both. Back. More like I, I mean. I think it was more for the boys' bathroom. Anyone could go in, but like, like yeah. the girls' bathroom had that a little bit. But like the boys' bathroom was like, it was like, all right, whoever you want to bring in, just do what you want. Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh, dude, that fourth that, floor, that made college really good, dude. That was the best floor like ever. I swear to God. Like I still have like great memories about that. I remember like, uh, you you obviously remember Brett. Yeah, <laughs> Brett. Oh my gosh, yeah, yeah. me and Brett. Like I remember it was like the first day. Like I. I had followed like the tip of like keeping your like your door popped open, so I put a I put a doorstop in just like for like people to stop by, and I was I was just like, oh, what's up, guys? Like if someone ever came by the room, and I remember Brett came by and he he was just like, yo, man, I'm like obviously I'm new here because you know you are too, and he ended up <laughs> he ended up saying to me, yo, you want to like just go around and like just like introduce ourselves? I was like, all right, bet. <laughs> oh my gosh, so oh, that's such it, a Brett thing to do, honestly. Dude, that so, is yeah. a really smart thing to be fair, especially yeah. you. So me and Brett, we just we just like walked around, like we were just like talking with everyone. It was like super chill. Like I I met a bunch of people on the fourth floor that way, and it was it was really sick. Oh my gosh, there were so many times you were in my room, and like oh my God. half the times I don't even remember. But like <laughs> before this, we were going on Snapchat like camera rolls and stuff. Yeah, and I was seeing so many memories oh that like God. oh my gosh. I could not do another year of that though. Like my body could not take that. <laughs> oh my goodness, dude. I, 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 here's the thing. I, I, I probably agree with you there. That was probably, that's probably for the best, but dude, just the memories of that was insane. Oh my gosh. Oh, dude. So many good memories. Yeah. Dude, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping college obviously looks a little bit more like that next year. I know that you were kind of talking about you, like your situation, but uh, Brian, I think just unleashed there or not unleashed, but released kind of their, uh, their like protocols for the fall. It looks like they said anyone who's anyone who's fully vaccinated doesn't need to wear a mask on campus. Like they're pretty much just like, you're good. And I'm like, let's yeah. go. Finally. So, and I, I think they're requiring it. I think the only people who, who won't be able to like, who won't be, you know, be doing it are people like that have like medical exemptions, I think. So, you know, yeah. I think for the most part, it's going to look pretty normal on campus next year, which I'm very glad for. Oh yeah. I can't wait for that. Honestly. Yeah. It's, it's going no to be mask. Good to Oh my God. Thank God. Thank God. I it's... could not breathe in those things. Like I, I really either. couldn't dude. I remember I went to the gym one time and I was like, I was like doing like the pull downs and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I remember I, I was like, just going to my phone to like, just change the music. Cause, cause I didn't like the song. And I remember I just start swiping through 
And I just, and then after like five minutes, I was like, why am I still swiping through my music? And, it, and I realized that I was probably like on the verge of passing out. So I was just like trying to do anything at that point. Oh my goodness. And I remember I just run out of the gym onto like the floor outside where the chairs are. And I literally just collapsed. And like some, some guy comes up to me and he just goes, oh my God, do you need water? I was like, yes. <laughs> like, please help me. <laughs> Oh my god! And I think I swear to God, like I think the mask and whatever it was, like I, I was wearing the gaiters too at the time. So I, I and I know uh, that I know people were saying like the effectiveness of those and stuff, but I remember I was wearing those and I literally thought I was like getting choked out. It was so oh bad for me. I remember just being the mask all sweaty and everything. Well, dude, and then like I'm breathing in my own sweat. I'm like, oh my gosh. Well, dude, for me, for me and you both, we had to deal with the masks with the glasses. Oh my gosh, dude. I need windshield wiper for my glasses. It's yeah. insane. No, like, oh, dude. I mean, I had had my glasses. The only time my glasses had fogged up that much in college was when I went to the townhouses the first weekend I was ever there and I walked into a townhouse party and just the heat of all the people in there, my glasses immediately just fogged up on entry. Yep. That's exactly what happens. Especially when it was cold out too. You'd oh go from God. one temperature to another one. Oh. Dude, I, I like my glasses would fog up, fog up immediately. All my roommates would see it happen. They would just start dying laughing. <laughs> like they oh thought it was gosh. the funniest thing. It was such a struggle. Oh like only God. people with glasses can understand that. It is such a struggle. Yeah. You know, I, I, I just don't wear them on the show because I'm like close enough to the camera. But yeah. Mm-hmm. But dude, it was like, oh my God, that was such a force, dude. Oh, gosh. I'm so but... glad. I'm so glad that of, I mean, of all the years, sophomore year probably wasn't the worst year to lose. Yeah. But I'm just it's, like... You had yeah, to buckle down anyway. Yeah, exactly. So, like, like it, it gave us a better opportunity to buckle down. Exactly. I mean, I ended up, you know, for the most part, freshman year, I, not not freshman year, but sophomore year, I was pretty much able to see anyone that I, had, you know, was trying to see. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was able to see them, like, you know, in, in personal without masks, and it was very chill. Uh, you know, that's kind of how that was. You know, going forward with it, though, I mean, I'm... I'm pretty optimistic though. I I'm hoping for the best year. Yeah. I think, well, I think this will be a good year, especially without the mass. It's going to be a good year. I, I am, think so too. I'm thinking very highly of this year. That's I, I'm, I'm hoping for the same dude, but obviously the, the main reason I got you on the show today, Jack, you were reaching out to me trying to get on a show for a little bit. Originally you had tried to do some soccer with me, but, and I, I would totally get you on for soccer. The only problem is that I do not know a, damn thing about soccer unfortunately so i would just sound like a jackass the entire time just it's just all good like, so I, i'm truly sorry for that but then you ended up mentioning oh, me that you are a that you're a pretty big milwaukee bucks fan and you know they're they're kind of in the eastern conference finals right now they're doing you know it unfortunately had a tough game last night but they end, but the series is currently tied 2-2 but, but before we kind of get into the series and all that stuff uh how did you kind of become a milwaukee bucks fan like how did this happen Man, it's just like, I don't know. When I was really young, yeah, I just, I was, grew up in a Celtics household too. Yeah. But like, I, when I was really young, I just picked Milwaukee and I stuck with it. And like, my favorite player is Michael Carter Williams. Most oh people God. haven't heard of him, but now he's on the Orlando Magic. A Michael Carter Williams is still playing basketball? Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Bro, I thought he was like done like five years ago. My God. Oh gosh. He was rookie of the year, remember? Yeah, with he the, was with the rookie Sixers. of the year with the Sixers. Really dude, good. Really fun. Dude, his debut was insane. Didn't he drop like 28 points or something? Mm-hmm. Like he went off. He almost had a quadruple game. double one game, too. Really? He was really close to a quadruple double. Oh my god. It was nuts. And then he just fell off. Yeah, just off the face of off the face of the earth. I think when he got traded to the Bucks, that was probably my that was my best Bucks moment. Yeah, he's like my favorite player, my favorite team. It couldn't get better. That's actually sick. Except he did not do well. So unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately. But dude, obviously the Bucks, you know, since the days of Michael Carter Williams, have excelled tremendously. It's insane how how much they how far they've come. I mean, just looking at a guy like Giannis Antetokounmpo, you look at what he was back in like 2013 compared to the monster that he is now. It's it's night and day with him. Like it's insane. It's insane, like, the growth. You can literally see everybody talks about the physical growth, obviously, because he was a string bean. Oh my and God. now he is one of the most built people in the NBA. Yeah. And he's quick. I mean, he could probably take two steps from the three-point line. That's how insane he is. Probably, yeah. I mean, he's just – he's like – I mean, it's like a Durant kind of thing where it's just like it isn't yeah. fair. And it really I think, isn't. 
I think for Giannis right now, it's like if he can find that kind of a Durant jump shot, like it's watch over. out because like it's I mean, over because he, he's developing it right now, and I I respect the hell out of him for for not just kind of like doing a Ben Simmons just and and saying like and saying well I'm good I'm just gonna score my way and that's how I'm gonna do it. Like Giannis oh. is trying is really making those strides to you know being like hey. Like, I, like, sure, I'm an MVP at this, but if I can get my jump shot down and I can be, like, a reliable guy from three, who knows what I could be. Like, so exactly. I, I respect the hell out of Giannis for doing that. He's shooting less and less threes, but, like, he's shooting them when he's wide open because they won't guard her from three. And when he makes it and when he's hot, it's done. Yeah, You can't guard him because, mm-hmm. like, you'd rather have Giannis shoot a jump shot than go inside. Yeah. Because realistically, you have no chance if Giannis goes inside. Maybe in bead. But that's a. I don't see any other person stopping Giannis in the league. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially Clint Capella. My goodness. <laughs> oh, Dude. My God. <laughs> I do not like Clint Capella. No, really no. don't. Why? I respect his game, but like, he cannot score. He's a rebounding machine, offensive and defensively. Really good defensive center. He's very long. Like his arms hang almost to his knees. Mm-hmm. Like it's nuts. It's just. He had a really good shot. Yes. Really lucky shot versus Brooke Lopez yesterday. Yeah. I was so mad. I was like screaming at my TV. Like, how did this happen? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they've just been, I mean, it's been crazy to see. I mean, the, the Bucks for a long time, I think people were, were, were kind of like touting them and being like, being like, Oh, this is the year the Bucks take the step. But unfortunately LeBron James existed for a while. Yeah. That kind of, that kind of did some stuff. And, you know, it was like, it was always like, when are the Bucks going to make this move? And they seem like they're trying, like they're starting to ascend right now. Now, you know, in your mind, like, you know, there have been Bucks teams like this that have kind of made runs like this in the past and have fallen short. In your mind, what kind of like, what kind of separates this Bucks team from like ones that you've kind of seen in the past? Like, you know, like, you know, what kind of is different than, you know, like a team of like, like 2018 or 2017 or even like 2019? Well, what we have that, like, we have that MVP star now. We haven't had one since like Kareem and Oscar. Yeah. That's it. We had Michael Red, but he wasn't an MVP. Sidney Moncrief back in the day was good, but Dude, nothing awesome. like Giannis right now. And no. like, we've got we've got a really big team, which is good. Not a lot. Teams are playing small ball. We're still playing big. We still yeah. have Brooke Lopez and Giannis in the starting lineup. Six eleven, like seven one, and Brooke Lopez can shoot now. Yeah. I don't know how, but he can. He- I, I, that's another thing too. Brooke Lopez, like he completely switched up his game. He went from a guy that like, like a Ben Simmons or like a, like, just like Shaq, like you, you, you were never going to expect Shaq to pull up from three. That's what you expected yeah. out of Brooke Lopez. I think the guy like in the first like seven years of his career, like made like, it was like, I think he hit like under a hundred or so threes or something like that. And now mm-hmm. he's like hit. And now he's hitting like over like a hundred a year. It's like, it was like yeah. some like weird stat like that, that he was doing. Like he completely splash mountain, man. Splash mountain. He completely switched up his game and, you know, frankly, man, credit to him. Cause I, I mean, I know guys like Andre Drummond have tried to do that and they failed at doing oh, it. So, gosh. you know, Brooke Lopez, you know, if, if he didn't switch up that game, he might not be in the NBA right now. Like, it, yeah. and, you know, his style may not, may not work, may not have worked if, you know, he was just still that power down low guy that he was kind of in Brooklyn and, you know, mm-hmm. credit to him, man. He was really good in Brooklyn. Like he was the he was man in, on that team for a while. He was great in Brooklyn. And, but if you think about it, his shooting was non-existent there, which is crazy to think about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like now he's developed to that shooter around Giannis and the box have got a lot of good shooters. Some great ones like Chris Middleton, Bryn Forbes, Drew Holiday's emerging as a shooter, but he's more, he's more there for defense. Yeah. And he, he's more of a, he's more of an old school kind of point guard. Yeah. But we need that. That's exactly what we need. Yeah. You're not, you, you want guys to be able to pass the ball around. Drew Holiday kind of does that really well. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and he passes it around. It's really nice. Yeah, he passes it around good. And he's also big. So, he can back up. He can post up most point guards. Yeah. Which, which is, is great. He did that in the Brooklyn series a lot, which helped us eventually. That, that last game was crazy. Oh, my God. I, like, oh. <laughs> I had my friend here, and when Katie hit that shot, I thought it was a three. Oh, so yeah. I was sitting on my floor, like practically crying. But like he said, like, "Oh, it's a two, it's a two. I'm like, "Oh my gosh, thank gosh!" And yeah. then we didn't score. We didn't score in overtime till like a minute thirty left. Yeah. And then, oh gosh, Dude. history. Katie's big ass feet literally saved. The day. <laughs> I, I know. God, they saved the day, man. Just not for what's it called. <laughs> 
not for the Nets. No, not for the Nets. It saved the days for you guys. But oh yeah, oh, that that was crazy to see. I remember watching that. I I didn't see I didn't see the buzzer beater. I didn't see you know hit, like the shot for overtime. But I mm-hmm. you know I ended up like seeing you know what was left of over overtime. And you know I'll give credit to KD. He was gas at the end in that. And, oh yeah. But dude, you know I I was so glad they knocked the Nets off. Thank God. I did not want the Nets to win because their team was too good, and they can't they can't have that team next year. No, they can't do the contracts and all that unless people take a pay cut, which they probably will. But like, yeah, I don't see Kyrie lowering his ego for a pay cut. No, absolutely not. And Kate, Katie, maybe Katie, maybe. But why would he? Mm-hmm. Katie was honestly the best player in that series. Mm-hmm. And like, I have a lot of respect for Katie because he carried that. Next team. He was there the whole time. James Harden got injured the first game within like seven seconds of the first game. Then Kyrie, everybody says Giannis did that on purpose. He didn't. If he's going to do something on purpose, look how big he is. Yeah. He's going to like he, shove Kyrie or something to the ground. He's not going mean, to put he, his foot out. Yeah. He's at least going to break bone. Okay. Like, yeah, exactly. Come on. Like Giannis can pack a punch. Exactly. Kyrie has weak ankles too, because of the, his play style. Mm-hmm. So that's, what's going to happen to him. It's unfortunate, but like, it's just the Bucks, a, it's just the reality of it. Yeah, the Bucks stayed healthy. I mean, of course, till last night. But I still got faith. We can win game five. I know we can. Mm-hmm. Game six, I'm not sure about. If we get Giannis back, I bet we can. Yeah. And then home. Home games, we could win. Yeah. I don't yeah. doubt that. I mean, that is really the story right now. I mean, I was going to talk about kind of Chris Middleton. He's, you know, really emerged as a solid number two for you guys. I mean, that's, oh my gosh. that, that, that has been one of the, you know, crazy things I've seen out of him. It's awesome to see for, yeah. for him. He's throughout the years, he's been on and off because mm-hmm. he was drafted as a piston. Yeah. And now, like, didn't work out. He's in Milwaukee. He's turning into a star and he became an all star, I think, last. It was either last year or two years ago. I forgot. He was an all-star when the Bucs were at the top of the conference. Mm-hmm. And, like, he was, he was very good. His shooting was lights out. And yeah. he can hit those tough shots, those clutch shots. That's why that Giannis can't do. So that's why our team works so well. Because Giannis can't do those clutch shots at the end. Maybe in the post, yeah. But if we need a three, it's going to Chris Middleton. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not going to Giannis. Or if we have Bryn Forbes in there, who's actually emerged this year a lot, which I give a lot of credit to him. But Chris Middleton this year, he stepped up his game perfectly. Yeah, it, it's been a perfect addition for you guys. And, mm-hmm. you know, I saw him go go after those 38 points that other night. That was insane to see. I mean, game three. Yeah. Yeah, he had 20. He scored more points than the Hawks did in the fourth quarter. Yeah. That's Ridiculous. crazy. That's like, uh, and he was like, I was watching that game. He was just on. There was nothing that could stop him. No, it was ridiculous. You could put Kawhi on him, wouldn't stop him at that point. Okay. <laughs> I, that, as a Bucks fan, I'm going to say that. Okay. I'm going to <laughs> call Cap on that, but I don't know there. All right. That's, you know what, Chris Middleton, I have faith in him. Okay. I'll give you that, though. Uh, I'll, I'll, I can at least give you that you have faith. I can definitely tell that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, you know, man, in, in terms of the whole series in general, Bucks Hawks, it's currently two to two. Uh, you know, yeah, un- uh, you were you were kind of hinting at it earlier. Unfortunately, uh, Giannis did go down with that uh, <sighs> knee injury. Uh, it's it, I don't think it's really known right now what it's going to look like with him. You know how yeah. what his timetable for return is, because I think it's a hyper extension. So, yeah. I don't know if that's like some. I don't know if that's something you could put a brace on. I don't know if like you know. I don't know like what the kind of uh, recovery is or something like that. But you know, they ended up going. They ended up losing the series last night. So it's so the series is tied right now. Uh, you know, you you do feel comfortable about a game five, and then you know going forward, like you know, how does this injury in your mind kind of change your thoughts on this series? Well, it's obviously it changes a lot because Giannis yeah. is our main guy. He is the yeah. and he is the MVP of our team. He is. Oh my gosh. When that happens, oh gosh. Well, I feel like it. Just I feel knows. like. I mean, you would think it changes a lot, but there's also, but there's also the thing too with that with Trey Young now being out for the Hawks. I heard that was a smaller injury, but like, I once John's is out, I kind of figured we were going to lose that game because one, we've never seen the Hawks without Trey Young, mm-hmm. and Trey Young is like ball heavy. He will either lob it, pass it to his floater, or his like just go way back three. Respect to him. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, 
he's just – I don't know how they beat the Sixers. I really don't. I'm very happy because I believe if we played the Sixers, we would have lost. Yeah. They were a good matchup for us. Mm-hmm. That would have been a really nice matchup. Yeah. But, like, I think we can win game five with or without Giannis. Mm-hmm. I think he should take a break, and if we're losing, come in. If, you, if you're healthy enough. But, like, yeah, don't, don't injure yourself like Katie did. What, 2000? Yeah, 2019. That, that was 2019. Yeah, don't do that. That then you'll ruin your career. Don't do that. Yeah, exactly. No, I'm like here's the thing that that kind of sucks with Giannis. Like Paul, we were talking about him developing his jump shot. He still is reliant on kind of working inside and doing a lot of stuff like that, though. Unfortunately, which you know, if it was a guy like Steph Curry, where you know he he hurts his knee, or like a Clay Thompson, even where he hurt his knee. You know, you could stick that guy maybe over in the corner, rely on some three point shots, do some stuff like that. And, you know, it, you know, maybe you could, you know, squeak out some points from them and do something like that. But when you have a guy that's so reliant on going down low and that's your main scoring option and this NBA that, and when they, when that person goes down, it's killer. Yeah, it really is. Like the Lakers with AD, remember? The Lakers with AD, that was nuts. Yeah. Like if Chris Middleton had that injury and like he was out, you might be able to, you know, roll him out there, use him as a spot up shooter and kind of just use him in spot situations. Mm -hmm. Easily because he's a shooter. Exactly. He could pull up from three and a little back and make it. That's his, that's his role on the team. Mm -hmm. But with Giannis, like he bangs in the inside. He's very physical in the inside. He needs his knee a little more than other players do unfortunately but like don't get me wrong you're gonna need your need to play basketball but like him just a little bit more yeah especially with the spin moves like oh yeah no i mean you're putting so much torque on that knee there's so much there's so many things that go into it mm -hmm. exactly yeah i mean who would have thought that this series though was going to turn into the was going to turn into the battle of chris middleton versus clint capella (laughs) that just sounds so bad it really does I mean, but like, I mean, you want to talk about you want to talk about the NBA marketing team having a nightmare? <laughs> oh, like, this my is probably gosh. the worst thing that could have ever happened for them, which is kind of hilarious. I mean, looking at the whole playoffs in general, though, uh, you know, the Bucks are really the only like last kind of, you know, notable team that people would have expected in the situation. I don't actually mind that because Milwaukee's a small enough market team as it is. So it yeah. kind of works. But, you know, these have been some of the most exciting playoffs that we've had in a long time. Yeah, honestly, it's been I mean, insane. The Suns beating the Lakers, I didn't expect that at no. all. Thank God, I, though. I, thank oh God. my gosh, I, I, I hate LeBron. I'm sorry. But, it's I mean, fine. It's no, fine. yeah, no. They knocked LeBron off. That was perfect. I, I really hope. I mean, I, I know you're rooting for the Bucks this year. If the Bucks go down or by any by any measure, I hope that you join me in becoming a Suns fan for the NBA Finals. <laughs> I will be. I will be. I do not want the Hawks to win, and no. I certainly don't want the Clippers to win. I, I do I, not like Paul George at all. I really, I really want not. Chris Paul to get a ring. I want that so bad. He deserves it. Yeah. He's a really great player. Still is at his age. Still. Like people, people were thinking like, oh, he's old. Like he's just like going to be a vet. People thought it was going to be like, like a, just a veteran ring chasing at this point. But it's like, no, like he isn't like Gary Payton when he was with the Heat winning a championship in 06. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh like, my gosh. Like Chris Paul can like still like, you know, play and like play at a high level too, which is awesome. He catapulted that Suns team. That Suns oh team God. was good in the bubble. They had the last good run in the bubble. Well, they think they were nine and zero. Almost made the playoffs. Didn't. Mm-hmm. But like then, when Chris Paul's on the team, you see this difference. Yeah, it's insane. DeAndre Ayton's doing a lot better. Booker's doing better. That whole team defensively is doing better too. Mm-hmm. That team's looking unstoppable. Yeah, I don't I mean, know how the Clippers squeeze two out of them. I really don't. I really don't. I. Especially without Kawhi and all that stuff too. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many things that have gone into it. I am, I'm actually really excited for you know everything that might go down with that because I I don't know just the playoffs in general this year. You, you would have thought like oh LeBron got knocked out and Bead got knocked out, the Celtics and Kyrie and KD and that super team got knocked out. Now the playoffs are gonna suck. But it's like I'm I'm kind of having the time of my life watching these mm-hmm. games. Like this is some of the most exciting basketball I've had you know in a while. The game sevens, dude, has been crazy. They yeah. really have. They've been good, close games. I mean, I don't know if I don't know if this is kind of the feeling that you've had with it, but you know, the NBA playoffs kind of feel like March Madness right now. They do. I feel it, especially as a box fan, because you know oh, we're yeah. still in it. So yeah. it feels good to actually root for your team. And like, granted, when we lost to the Raptors two years ago, that was tough. Yeah. Kawhi just played better. Mm-hmm. It was Kawhi, and like. Now it's just Trey Young, and not even Trey Young right now. It's Clint Capella. Yeah. And, like, 
Clint Capella? Really? Like, oh, we, I, we had the series in the bag. I still think we do, but mm. it's going to be a lot tougher without you. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, 100%. But th- here's the thing. I, I, I think I talked about this on one of my other shows. My, uh, I don't think you've ever met him. Maybe, maybe you did once, but pro- but it was like during freshman year, so I doubt it was. Uh, he actually doesn't go to Brian. His name's John Warren. He is. Uh, uh, I I did a show with him. I, I I we brought him on campus. We did a show with uh, him, Carter, and Tyler at the studio. It was like it was like really cool. It was uh one of the episodes that we actually never recorded on camera, but we recorded it on the studio mic. So there's so it's audio only. Mm-hmm. And on there, I I remember. He made such an outlandish take because we were doing a we were doing a playoff takes for the 2020 season. So last season, the year the Lakers won, and we were just like, "All right, John, uh, 2020 surprise picks. Who's your team out of the East?" And he goes, "Honestly, I got the Hawks." And we were just like, "What the heck?" We were just like, "John, what?" what are you, we were just like, "John, what are you talking about?" And we looked at the stats at the time. The Hawks were in second to last place in the East. We were just we were just like, "John, what the hell were you thinking?" And it, and he just goes, "I don't know, man. Trey Young's been hot. Watch out for him." What? And his prediction came true, but it was a year later in a completely different season. Wow. I mean, here's the thing. That's kind of like saying, oh, man, the 2012 Boston Red Sox are going to be the best team in baseball when, you know, last year they were in last place in the in the AL yeah. East, and then they go into 2013 and they win the World Series. So, mm-hmm. I mean, no one expected the Bucks, I mean, the Hawks rather, to explode in the way that they did. But, uh-huh. you know, there are just so many things that have gone into it, too. The acquisition of Clint Capella has been much larger than I would have ever imagined. I thought that Clint Capella was going to go off to the Hawks and he was just going to die there, unfortunately, because, uh-huh. you know, it, I thought it was just going to be like a wasteland and, and that was just going to be the end of him. But yeah. just that team had turned it around so quickly. And I know you're a Bucks fan, but I did want to just kind of give them credit for that. But it's crazy to see. No, I give them credit. They had a the Knicks fine. I predicted that the Hawks will win versus the Knicks. Yeah. I'm glad the Knicks won a game at least, you know, get the city of New York happy. Exactly. And then I don't think a single person had the Hawks over the Sixers. Like, that was – God, Ben Simmons showed his true colors. That's all I'll say. He yep. screwed up that series. He he did. That is for sure. I mean, I – can't he can't shoot <laughs> like, no he can't and i think i think everyone has finally had enough with it because you're seeing all the stuff on espn coming down now mm-hmm. and it's, it's just like it's like this guy's being babied he needs to like deal with it and like everyone is like now just coming after ben simmons and well i kind of feel bad for the guy i'm just like i'm like dude you're in the nba you need to at least be able to you know make a reliable jump shot or even just like mid-range like you can't even shoot mid-range it's no that that's bad you know, I'm not asking to be Steph Curry from the line and knock down like five threes a game. I'm not asking to be that guy and like be a monster from three, but just be a guy that, you know, what don't make it embarrassing when you, when you're taking the ball <laughs> off the court and the other teams immediately just flood the paint. Cause they're like, okay, dude, okay, dude, we know, oh we know who gosh. you are. You're not going to do anything on us. I remember when that first happened and that was probably the funniest thing and the most sign of disrespect. Oh my God. Like, it was ridiculous. Imagine. Oh my god! They literally said, "We don't care. Go ahead, shoot it. We're gonna get the rebound." And he, and he couldn't make. I remember he made one. Was it? I think it was preseason. He made he, a three. He made one in preseason. I think he made one against like the Knicks. He, yeah, he, did, he has made one three pointer, but I think that's it. That's it. That's it. And it's I think like, like one or two, but he because they were like trying to sh- try him out there, and then he was like, "I can't do this." And the thing with Ben Simmons that like really just pisses me off is that he seems you know, from all the word you hear about him, he's like, apparently like such a hard worker. Like, you know, when he was at LSU, apparently, and, you know, working his way to become the number one pick in the draft, he was literally doing the exact bare minimum requirements to stay in his classes. I think, I think the minimum you have to have to be academically eligible, it's like a one point like four, nine or something like GPA. Mm -hmm. It's like absurd. And take the opportunity to college. No, like, I mean, here's the thing. He knew he was going to be the first pick in the draft and he knew he was going to be straight out of it. And he's literally just doing the bare minimum to get by in his classes. And as soon as, as soon as his team was out of the tournament, as soon as they were out of playoffs, he literally never went to another class again. And he went to the gym every single day at LSU just to go and practice. Cause he was like, well, he was like, you can't do anything. You can't say I'm academically ineligible now. Cause the season's over. So I'm just not going to go. I'm just not going to go to classes. I'm paying you're, you're I'm here on scholarship. I'm just going to go and work out here. And that's what, that's what he did when he was at LSU. And you'd think for a guy like that, he'd, you know, try to put, he tried to get some shots up, but instead he's he still can't hit a freaking. That's his mindset. That's the mindset. That's the difference between Giannis and Ben Simmons. Both of them couldn't really shoot. No. And now only Ben Giannis can't really shoot that well, 
But like, you have trying. to guard Giannis from mid range. You don't have to guard Ben Simmons from mid range. But Giannis is at least trying too. Yeah. Like, like he's like putting the ben, work in. Like if Ben Simmons was putting the shots up and they're just not going down, it, it's like, all right, man, we get you're putting the work in. It's it's gonna take. It's gonna be a grind. It's gonna get there. Ben Simmons is afraid to take the shots. He's not taking yeah. them. No like confidence even, at all. He's not even attempting them, dude. That's what's the problem. Uh-huh. It's like, at least try for it. And, you know, I think everyone is just through with this guy now at this point. And it's crazy to see. Uh, you know, I, I I think I saw on ESPN, they were saying that, you know, make a package where you trade Ben Simmons off to off to the Portland Trailblazers, try to get Damian Lillard to Philly and try to make try to make that super team. I really hope that doesn't happen. because Oh, no, because that the Sixers will have the East. The Sixers yeah. will have the East 100 percent. But I, I think I heard uh, I think I heard either Stephen A. Smith or Max Kellerman talking about that. Yeah, there's that the Timberwolves, which I think that's the only good fit for him right there. For because the Lillard. Timberwolves need defense for Lillard. Uh, oh no, for, for ben, no Simmons. for Simmons. Simmons oh, Lillard yeah. no. Lillard could fit. All right, Lillard could fit on any team. Yeah, let's be realistic. I was about to say there's not a better team for Dan, for Damian Lillard than the Timberwolves. No, no. I was only, like, damn. I was, yeah. like, I was like, damn, he's going from one like trailblazers to another. Pretty oh, much. no. Don't go to the Timberwolves, Timmy. No. But like, obviously, I want him to go to the Bucks. I pretty <laughs> much am positive it won't happen. But you know, there's still that little bit of hope. Yeah. But like, I hear he wants to go to the Jazz. He, the Jazz really? or the Lakers. I think it's the two teams he wants to go to. So the Lakers. I heard it. <laughs> like, yeah, why don't go to the Jazz? Jazz, that wouldn't be a bad team play, but like, him and Donovan Mitchell, that that'd be a scary backcourt. That'd be awesome. Oh my gosh! I mean, I, I would love to see that. I don't know what you have to give up for that. You definitely have to give up Rudy. You'd have to give up Blake. I can't even think of who you have to give up. Oh my gosh! How many young guys do they have? They don't have a lot of young guys, do they? I, I mean, not a ton of not a ton of young ones of like notability. Probably. No, not even Con- I no Connolly's contract. They probably have to give up Connolly because of his contract. Well, and to get rid of that point guard position, they yeah. probably they probably have to do a combination of like Connolly. You know, they would the Jazz would probably say would probably say, "Hey, we'll eat up his contract money if you guys take him." Well, they probably do like Connolly. I don't think they'd want to give up Gobert, but they'd have to give up like one of their big men and then a, like two or something first. I think. Yeah, probably a lot of draft picks would have to yeah. go into that. Mm-hmm. But like, again, I can't even imagine what that would be. The Lakers, on the other hand, will just say, "Okay, screw it." Yeah, the Lakers are just money. They're exactly. made of money. <sighs> Andre, I really thought with Andre Drummond they were going to be the team to beat. Hmm. Was I wrong? Andre Drummond oh fell off. My God! Gosh, I'll I say this. Even... Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I was about to say, like. In Cleveland, like he was a great rebounder, even like oh yeah. Now he's not even that as much. No, it's he has no jump shot. He's getting exposed for it. No, it's and unfortunately, you know, that's just what happens. Yeah, you, you know, you go to you go to the you know you go to the primetime you know Lake Show. You go out to the you go Hollywood, and you know every little thing is going to be under the microscope. Yeah. So it's it really finally is. getting it's finally getting uh, examined for he's finally getting examined for I guess what he truly is. Yeah, and and, I, and you can also say the age and stuff too, but you know it's you know it's, I don't know it's kind it's, of apparent. He's kind of like he reminds me of Clint Capella. Yeah, except Clint Capella is better right now than he is. Yeah, and like I think Clint Capella, this is a team for him. He needs to stay on this team. The Rockets, he was good too because he had James Harden, mm-hmm. and like he needs that superstar that's able to have that vision. I think because yeah. he can be good on offense, getting lobs. In some inside work, he's got to work a little bit more, but like that's not hard to work on. Mm-hmm. But Clint Capella can be good. He just, I don't know. Trey Young really made that team. Yeah. I don't understand. I don't understand how they got Bogdan Bogdanovich. I think that's the first name. Yeah, I think it's Boyan. We, Boyan. One Boyan. Okay. The, bro- the brother or whatever is on the Jazz. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, either way. Did, he was supposed to be on the box. We had really? that trade settled, but we announced it too early, so we couldn't get him. Oh, that was a big thing, and how, that pissed me off. That was stupid. Because that was I, the piece I, I we needed. Going down. I remember that going down. That was, like, the dumbest thing. 
that was the piece we needed. Mm-hmm. Imagine we had Drew Holiday, Bogdanovich, Middleton, Giannis, Lopez, Divincenzo, who's actually out right now. But oh, shoot, forgot uh, about Dante Divincenzo, bro. Yeah, Villanova, Villanova Wildcat for life. I did not like him coming to the draft too. Yeah. Like I saying, I was telling because me and my boys are watching the draft. I was like, "All right, this is the one player I don't want the Bucks to draft because I just don't like him." Yeah, but like he turns out he's really good. Yeah, except we need him right now. But you know, yeah. it's whatever. I think the Bucks could do this. Yeah, the Hawks. I, I, I think they have. I think they definitely have a shot. Yeah, if Giannis can get back at least for Game Six, I think we've got it. No, I agree too. Now, I mean, you know, around the NBA, just in general, like we were kind of talking about it, the playoffs just been off the chain. Like, you know, we were talking about Devin Booker, just we didn't even get a real chance to talk about Devin Booker kind of exploding the way he has. He's been an absolute star. But, you know, uh, other storylines around the NBA have also been swirling. We kind of also hinted at Damian Lillard kind of, you know, not knowing what's going to be up with him, possible trade rumors. Because uh, because I guess he's disgruntled with uh, the organization's uh, pick for the head coaching thing. They ended up getting Chauncey Billups, which I actually kind of wanted the Celtics to take a look at. But uh, I guess I don't know if like I don't know if Lillard was kind of kept out of conversations and it was like, hey, man, we're going to get we're going to do the coach for you. You don't do a thing for us. And like, I don't I know if it, I have no idea what went into it, but I guess Lillard's like really pissed at the organization. Now, Lillard. If you want to go to an organization where, uh, where, where the, where, uh, I don't know, the players are going to try to do their best for you, the Boston Celtics, uh, oh right, around, right around the corner, uh, you know, we, we got some pretty young stars, uh, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, uh, Marcus Smart, uh, you got, you got the Time Lord. Uh. Oh my gosh, I, I'm not gonna lie, I've been hating on Jason Tatum. Yeah, I've never liked him, but like, I'm sorry, this year he's, he's emerged. He, I don't think he'll be a future MVP just because of the other young stars in the league. Yeah, but he's definitely up there. You can be in that conversation five years from now, a couple of years from now. Even. Yeah. Well, I think that's where people are trying to, I think that's what people are trying to do with him. Cause you know, he's only 19 years now. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh my God. But at the same time though, he is only 23, which is kind of crazy to think that he's having this level of success at uh-huh. such a young age. So like, while I don't think that like the, well, I don't think the Jason Tatum we saw last year, you know, could be like an MVP five years down the line. If he's still kind of on that upper trajectory, Look out for him. Yeah. That, that, I think that, I'll the say young that. stars. No. The young stars in this league are just like they're especially this playoffs have emerged. Jason Tatum, he had a 50 point game, didn't he? Uh yeah, I he think had a so. Versus the Nets. He had a couple. And he was oh my gosh. Trey Young, obviously, we talked about him. Devin Booker, not get now getting the recognition he deserves. But yeah. like I this is this is a take I feel he's getting a little overrated right now I think I you really think do is? I like Booker as a player don't get me wrong but like they're comparing him to Kobe and all that oh, he yeah. is not I, Kobe man that's oh, I think that was like, a little bit blasphemous from Stephen A Smith like like listen do I think that Devin Booker has the intangibles like the physical intangibles to kind of like replicate Kobe Bryant's game sure I think that physically he might be able to do something like that but the Mamba mentality, I wow. really feel like that's unmatched. You can't have that. The closest who's put in that much work is probably LeBron. And LeBron yeah. said it. Kobe put more work in than LeBron. Mm-hmm. Like, it's – I don't know. I also think, like – I also think, oh, gosh. You're probably going to hate me for saying this. I think Kobe was a little overrated. I really do. I really do. I'm, I, believe Shaqu- I believe Shaquille O'Neal was better than Kobe. Yeah, I, I think in the early part of the, I think in the early part of the dynasty, I think that was kind of the arguable thing to have to say. Yeah, but Cause people, because it, it was he's not Shaq the MVPs. And, remember, because it was Shaq and Kobe. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. It was. It wasn't Kobe and Shaq. It was Shaq and Kobe. Yeah, but then like Kobe obviously emerged later on, and yeah, top second best shooting. I can't think of another shooting guard better besides Michael Jordan. It it has in my in my mind it has to go Michael. It has to go Jordan, Kobe, and then Dwayne Wade. I think. Yeah. Dwayne Wade is extremely underrated. Yeah. Extremely. Like, remember that Miami team. Shaq wasn't prime Shaq. And was Gary Payton like, certainly wasn't prime Gary Payton. No, he, he was literally at the end of his road. But you think of, I think with uh, Shaq, I think was still technically in his prime, but he was hurt that year. He was, yeah, he was, yeah, he had that. He's always had a toe injury for a while. And yeah, so that was, that was his demise. 
Yeah. But and like, he, was, he was out for a majority of that season. So I think, so I think Shaq, I think he was technically in his prime, but I think we weren't seeing the best of him because he was injured. And Dwayne Wade exploded. Mm-hmm. You know who's actually like Dwayne Wade now? Donovan yeah. Mitchell. I'm pre- I everybody love, said this, but I like, love, I love Donovan Mitchell, man. I think of I think of all the people that would be closer to Kobe. I think Donovan Mitchell is a closer. I agree. Kobe than I think De- that I think Devin Booker is. I agree. I that De- athleticism again, I, too. Yeah. It, when I saw Donovan Mitchell, like as a rookie, I was like, I was like, all right, Jason Tatum, I think is my favorite rookie, but Donovan Mitchell is like right up there. Like in terms of non-Celtics players, Donovan Mitchell is my favorite non-Celtic player. Yeah, non-Bucks players. I would get, I would get it. I would get it done. I, I would get a Donovan Mitchell jersey tomorrow. Yeah, no, I like I respect Donovan Mitchell because like even in the bubble, like the work he put in, it was him versus Jamal Murray. That was. Like, I felt so bad for him when that Mike Connolly shot rolled around the rim. Oh, I felt so. You could tell and look in his face how much work he put in. Yeah. It's just. Yeah. I I think think, he's most like Kobe. No, I I agree, too. I think the. I remember, I think Kyle Korver, he did it. It it was after, I think, Donovan Mitchell. he, He missed, like, a game winning shot in the playoffs and it, like, knocked them out. And I remember Kyle Korver, like, did a post game interview and he, he said, he said, listen. No one is going to put in more work than Donovan Mitchell. He is going to be a name to be to be like met. He's going to be a, a guy to be uh, reckoned with in like you know the next couple of years. Watch out for him because he is going to be a menace. Yeah, and I I I like I remember when he said that I, I was like I was like I believe him because I I know what Donovan Mitchell can do talent wise, but you know he's put it in and I I respect the hell out of him for it. Yeah, like he the work he's put in and like he was. I wouldn't say he was a star from the get-go. He was he was the rookie of the year. I think he was rookie of the year, right? Uh, for his class. Oh no, it was wasn't it Ben Simmons that year? Yeah. Be, oh yeah. Because oh, that, yeah. that whole BS. I remember that oh, was so my stupid. Gosh. Oh my gosh. Well, look at now. Donovan Mitchell is better than Ben Simmons. Yep. It's insane. I remember um, there there were reports coming out like a year ago or something like the jazz said, if you tell anybody about this workout we had with Donovan Mitchell, you're fired. You're never coming back to this organization. It's like they picked the, they picked the right one, honestly. Oh my God. It was the perfect pick. And you know, very smart of them too, to keep that under wraps. Mm -hmm. He can play so much team ball. Oh my God. Like he's very good under, honestly, I think he's good under any system. You can have him as a number one guy and go all the way. I really think you can. Yeah, and like this Jazz team, like Rudy Gobert, you saw his flaws towards the end of their playoff run. Well, I mean, you also saw his flaws when it came to you know starting the whole COVID nineteen pandemic oh in the NBA. Gosh. I do feel bad for him for that one thing, but <laughs> why the hell you know COVID's going on? Don't rub your oh, was he rubbed his hand on the mic? He rubbed his hands on the mic. He was like he was like kind of like playing God with it. I was like, yeah. Like, and then he got COVID. <laughs> well, dude, even in the oh early part, well, even in the early parts of the pandemic, where I, where I was kind of like, where I was kind of like, I don't know how serious this thing is going to be. I, I was, in my mind, I'm just like, that's still like terrible. You're still setting yourself up for like terrible karma. Yeah. Like, like even when, even when we had no idea what was what COVID was going to be, and like we didn't, and we thought it could have very well just been like the next flu. Like, why are you doing that though? <laughs> yeah. It's like I get like you're trying to. Like, kind like of, think COVID isn't there, but like, dude, look what happens. Like, you got he received so much backlash for that. Oh my god, man, shut down the entire NBA. <laughs> I know. Oh, I, lo- I loved those memes. Those were so funny. Those had me dead. Oh my dude, gosh. Do you remember where you were when the NBA like got shut down? Um, I don't remember. Was I? Was I home from? Co- I think I was home from college. It was our was spring. Home. It was our spring break week. We were home. Yeah, I think I was just home, and I was. I turned on SportsCenter in the morning, like no more NBA. Like, no way, this can't yeah. be this serious. Yeah, and then look what it turned into. Yeah, I, exactly, dude. I remember when it when it all kind of went down. I was out skiing with my friends uh, Adam and, and Anthony. We were we were up at uh, Wachusett Mountain, which is a local mountain near us, and we were we were coming back. And we ended up like stopping at an Applebee's and <laughs> we were just chilling oh. out in there. And my mom was, my mom at the time was, was saying like, Hey, like just come straight home. Like, or if you're going to grab something, just grab fast food. Like don't sit down anywhere. We, we were just like, whatever, we're just going to go to Applebee's. And, oh, we, and of all the places to go before COVID shut down, we went to an Applebee's. <laughs> I'm, I'm like of all the freaking places. 
and oh i'm just like God. like the, like the food like the food there like i like applebee's like i i know you've done better but man the food that night was awful <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we're, we're just sitting there and you, you just see and you look on the tv and, and it just goes rudy gobert has tested positive for the coronavirus the nba <laughs> has been sus- and and oh. like we, well no we i think the initial report it came out that rudy gobert tested positive for covid and like that was a report on its own and then like 30 minutes later like it, it was just like adam silver has has suspended the league i was like you can do that <laughs> i think the last game was a mavs game i'm not sure if they Ended that one early, but I remember that being the last game. Well, I think I think they it was a I Mavs they, versus something else, and I think they they might have stopped. I forgot what happened to it. I don't think they stopped it. I think they let it play out because and I, that it, was, the, the game was already going on. They stopped other games though from starting though. Yeah, there was another West game after it. I think it was uh, Pelicans. Pelicans. Okay, I think, I think it was like Pelicans. Right. I think it was like Pelicans and Jazz. Yeah, I was thinking the Jazz were in it. Okay, yeah, I, yeah. I think that was the game, and they ended up shutting it down. I was like, "You got to be kidding me right now!" I, mm-hmm. I, in my mind, I, I was, I was like, "The people are already in the stadium. Like, just let it play out." Like, yeah. but it's whatever. But like, I mean, we're, it looks like we're out of it now. But dude, just stuff in general. Like yeah. another big story in the NBA, I wanted to touch on you with. You know, we were talking about the Boston Celtics. It looks right. It looks like right now they are like they ended up making their coaching selection. They ended up signing uh, Ime Aduk. Uh, Udoka to become the next head coach of the team. Uh, I don't really know too much about this guy. I, I know that he had worked with Greg Popovich in the uh, San Antonio Spurs. I know that he's also yeah. was with the uh, Nets organization last year. I know that he's a former player. Uh, do you, do you know anything about this guy or if not? I'll let yeah, you know. I do remember he was the Spurs assistant, which is why he's probably got the Celtics job. Yeah, he was fair. in, he was a Philly assistant. I think last year before Brooklyn. Really? And then he became a Brooklyn assistant. I don't really know about his play style. I really don't. I don't know how he's going to coach the Celtics. But the Celtics, as much as I hate to say this, have a really good roster. And I, that Kemba trade, I, I understand why they did it. Like you got Moses Brown out of that. But, like, that first-round pick was tough to give up. It's a, it's a tough first-round pick to give up. But, but here's the thing with the NBA draft. Once you get to those middle rounds – once yeah. you get to the middle of that round, it the picks don't really they don't it, really it, matter it, that much. Well, it kind of becomes a flip of a coin. Like you can get like a like you can do a Utah Jazz and get a Donovan Mitchell at like I think pick 15, or you or you can go out and then you get Terry Rozier. Which yeah, exactly. which, which you oh know, my all, goodness. All, all the best for Terry Rozier. Terry Rozier is great, but it's like you can clearly see that there's a difference in the type of player yeah. you can get. Or you can get a complete bust. Yeah. Like I remember, like, R, like yeah. RJ Hunter. Oh gosh! <laughs> oh my gosh! I never thought he was going to be good. No, I know, but I but really I'm just thinking. Did. But I, yeah. I remember we selected him in the middle rounds, and it's like, okay. <laughs> oh, we're done. We're yeah, done. Exactly. This draft is over. We should have just traded this pick for like a bag of chips. Exactly. So oh, I, I, I'm hopeful for the pick. I think that you know I am glad that Brad Stevens is sticking around. I do like him going to the uh, president of basketball ops because I think he is a good basketball mind. Mm-hmm. I don't think the Celtics should should lose him because. I think what he knows about the game is really valuable, but unfortunately it really pisses me off, but Jay, but Tatum and Brown really just turned, turned him off. And they yeah. really kind of, they really just stopped listening to the guy, which I think had you listened to the guy, maybe you wouldn't be getting swept out of all these rounds and, you know, look and looking all and looking all sorts of embarrassed against these teams. Like, I yeah. think that, I don't know, you know, but it also kind of falls on Brad Stevens' shoulder too. Cause you know, you looked at Brad Stevens when he would like go to coach these guys and he seemed so timid in the huddle. Now he may know a lot, but, but guess what? When you need to call a guy out on his shit, you need to do it. Yeah. And you need I, to have, the, you need to have the balls, man. Like, and I don't, I don't think Brad did. I think that, you know, he knows a lot, but he didn't, but he didn't do it when it mattered and that cost him. Yeah. Now I, I'm, if Ime is able to get through these guys and say, and say, Hey, you want to win a championship? This is how you do it. I've done it a couple times. Uh-huh. Take my lead, then I'm all for it. Let's. I I'm all for it. I I had I would have much rather seeing a guy like Chauncey Billups just because I had known him a little better get the job. But you know, if this guy is you know equally as equally as good or even better, let's go. Uh-huh. Now I think he should. I think honestly, he should have. I think he should have gone with the Blazers personally. Eme, because yeah, because like. I feel like Damian Lillard would have liked him, yeah, and probably would have picked him. But like, I just think that Blazers team—they need to—they need to rebuild. Yeah, they just need to re. Damian Lillard is 
much as you Portland fans want to keep him, you need to trade him. And like yeah. he did, wow, he and like in my opinion at least, he ended the OKC. He ended OKC. He ended their whole team. Franchise. That is nuts. Like mm-hmm. one, and that's one player did that. And that's it's crazy. And like the double overtime game versus the Nuggets. Oh God. So many memories, but I think it is time for him to end end it in Portland. I don't think one Portland fan would be bad if he left. No. Because what he did for that organization. Oh gosh. Yeah. Now I know we had uh, kind of hinted at had hinted at this also kind of you know before the show because uh, we were talking about it uh, other times that we had met at school and you know I think the first time that we may have met but didn't introduce each introduce uh, each other was uh, at our Bryant orientation and at the Bryant yep. orientation we were uh, like man I will just say before we get into it that Bryant orientation sucked <laughs> oh it really did except except for the except for the game. Except oh, what about the, the magic? What about the magic show, Jack? No. Oh, oh, that was terrible. I was sitting <laughs> in the back, not listening to a dang thing. Dude, I oh, was sitting up there with my orientation leader. And like when you're in the back, like like you can do the deception stuff real easy. I remember he did like this thing with cards where you would flip it over. And because the lights were like bright on it, I was like sitting next to this guy. And I was sitting next to my orientation leader. I'm just like, hey, you see that card? There's like little holes in it that he can flip over to change the thing. And they're, they're like, they're like, they're like, wait, what? <laughs> Oh my gosh, that magic show! I'm sorry, that was a bust. Oh yeah, that was a bust. That was oh my. The God. only thing I liked was that game. Yeah, the Raptors versus the Warriors. That was yeah, the was only good game thing. Six I liked. Of the, game six of the NBA Finals. We were checking it out. That was awesome. That was great. Like that was that was my welcome to Bryant moment for for me because I remember just sitting in that con room with everyone, people I just didn't even know, and we're just going nuts for a Toronto Raptors team. Oh my gosh, I remember being. After that magic show, I was racing, either speed walking or sprinting back to the Warren common room and like getting that. I got the I got the couch seat. So I was very excited, <laughs> ready to get hyped up, had my phone charger in. And I was like, OK, we've got come on, Raptors, bring it home. And like, I think just because you didn't want most people didn't want Golden State to win. Yeah. Just because the team they had. Yeah, they were just so unfair oh, yeah. at that time. Yeah, now I feel bad, but like, yeah, now, now I feel. Do. Here's the thing: you feel bad that now that like the Golden State has struggled and they've been through a lot, and I think a lot of that kind of stems from not KD leaving because I think you know a lot of people were kind of like screw KD, but mm-hmm. I think the reason a lot of people feel bad about it was the way that their kind of whole dynasty ended, and it ended with Clay Thompson absolutely blowing his knee oh, in Game gosh. Six, and while people were going nuts for the Raptors. I remember when Clay Thompson went up for that shot and came down and his knee just turned to jelly. Oh gosh. I remember the, I remember the entire common room full of people. Like everyone was just like, like the, we, we, we went silent and then we were just like, Oh, Oh my gosh. Yeah. That, that injury. Oh, I feel so bad for clay. Cause like that warriors team, if he didn't get injured, they could have won that game six. Honestly. I think so. Cause Dude, Clay Thompson was having himself a monster game. I remember too. Mm-hmm. Like he had like thirty plus points through three quarters. He was him not and missing. Katie both. Katie yeah. made his like first four shots. Well, Katie was out. Katie had already torn the Achilles at that point. Was it that? Was it game five? That it was happened? game five. Oh, it was game five. The, okay. Yeah, he tore the Achilles in game five, and then Clay tore his ACL in game six. Oh, terrible my gosh. series of events. Terrible oh, series. Poor of events. Warriors, but like, but dude, I remember. I'm, it I'm glad for Kawhi. That's all I'll yeah. say. I'm glad for Kawhi. No, I'm glad for Kawhi too. And I think the main reason a lot of those injuries happened was five straight years of the postseason where, you know, you're getting the least amount of rest out of all these teams. And I feel like uh-huh. it just it just had a grind on them because they had to, you know, prepare for it every single year. And unfortunately for Clay, you know, that was a freak injury, I think. That was a freak injury for Clay, but you know, Poor crazy. Clay. Like that just it started. I don't know how his career is gonna go. I don't know if he's going to be good again. I, I hope he will be. I think he will be. But like, I think for I think for the kind of player he is, like, like if Giannis had had that injury, I would be very nervous over him. Like when I, KD, yeah. when KD, when obviously knock on wood, when KD had that Achilles injury, a lot a lot of people were saying Kevin Durant might not be the same player ever again. Because yeah. at that because at that point in time, when you have an Achilles injury, the only guy who had ever come back and was either either as good or better was Dominique Wilkins. That was the only guy that had ever come back and been like that. Because you think of DeMarcus Cousins after his Achilles tear. Oh, no. He's, he's on the, the Clippers now. Yeah. Like, and he's on the Clippers. 
Exactly. It's normally it's you're like Boogie Cousins, insane center. Now it's Boogie Cousins, the role player. Exactly. And like I don't. And KD did well to come back from that. I'll give him that. KD came back well from that. I'm, I, you know, in terms of a health standpoint, I don't like the guy as a player, but from a health standpoint, I'm glad that he's like doing. Yeah. Well. Uh, snake. I, snake. Clay Thompson, though, I felt so bad because he was slated to come back this year, and then in an, and then in a workout, he hurt his other leg. And I think I think he tore his Achilles in his other in, in his other leg. It was like this terrible series of events for him. So he had to miss this season. And you know, it's looking like he'll be able to return for 2022. I don't know exactly when. I don't know if it'll be like halfway through that season or maybe and maybe he'll be there from the get-go. But when Clay Thompson returns, I really hope that he can, you know, return to form. I him and Steph he, he was already saying that him and Steph Curry are gonna lead the Warriors to the 2022 championship. Like he's saying the Splash Brothers are gonna be back. It's gonna be watch out. Yeah, I think I think he will. Mm-hmm. I think he will because that the Splash Brothers were insane. Yeah, and like Curry's already like this year. Curry was oh, yeah. in the MVP conversation. Yeah, and then like I I don't know. It's just with Clay back, and they were a bubble. T- they were not. Yeah, the playoff in playoff, whatever they called it, the play-in tournament. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't. It was tough. Yeah, it was tough. I think I think Clay will get it. I think Clay. I, I, think I don't think they'll win. Don't get me wrong. I don't think they'll win, but I I will think they're definitely going back to the playoffs. Oh yeah, and they're not going to need a play-in tournament this time around. They're going to yeah. make it on a, as like a legit seed, I think. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't before. Honestly, mm, I, I don't know those, those in, that just the injuries and all the stuff that happened with that, that really hurt them. But yeah. that kind of concludes what we have in basketball news. I, I did want to touch on something really quick in baseball news. Cause you know, as, as I've kind of mentioned on the show previously, I am a big baseball fan and you know, while this isn't in terms of the MLB, I did want to cover something that was really insane in my, in my opinion. Uh, if I don't know if you watched uh, college baseball by any man, by any means. Uh, I did actually, I did yeah. actually. Did you hear? Did you hear about the whole thing with NC State and the College World Series? Oh no! Yeah, I remember this. Oh, so my gosh. NC State, I don't. I guess they got notified at two thirty in the morning that I guess due to broken COVID protocols or something, they, they got had, kicked they, out. They got kicked out of the College World Series. That's... Now, it was ridiculous in my in my mind because there's there's so many things wrong with it. I mean, listen. I get that, you know, if this was, you know, back when COVID was like at its full strength, I, I, it's tough, but I would have been like, okay, like you're bubbling these teams off. You're like, you're doing the most to really keep these guys secluded. Like you think of the NBA, they were playing at a high school gym for the NBA finals. Like mm-hmm. it, it was absurd. Like the lengths we were going to, to keep people protected. It was like, okay, we're going to these lengths. MLB did not have a single fan in the stadium until October. Yeah. Like it was like, Hey, we're keeping this thing locked the hell down. No one is getting yeah. in. No one is getting out. But now you're seeing the College World Series and the stadiums are packed to 100% capacity. People are are packed out and going crazy and they're still applying these rules like as if it's still March. Now, I get that you have to protect these players and and protect the other teams too, but it just seems so wrong the way NC State was done here. I think they could, if they really had to punish them, punish them next year for something. Yeah. Just like during the world, like you can't do that. You really can't do that to a team. No. And the thing that bugged me about it too was, wasn't like they said like, all right, look, the the, the COVID thing is getting bad here. Like, we're so sorry for you guys. It's a really tough thing that we have to do. The very next day, the NCAA baseball Twitter account was bragging about how many people they had in the stadium. Like, and I'm just I didn't like, even see that, but like, that's yeah, no, crazy. You can't, on, you can't do that. You can't no, do that. You really I was can't. On, I was on Twitter and like the NCAA baseball account for like the world series was, was, was saying 21,000 strong here in Omaha. I'm like, okay. And you also just ended some guys careers. Oh now some of them may go pro some may not, but you're, but you literally ruined these guys' careers and you gave you gave you lost. They lost a chance. They absolutely. lost a chance. You could emerging star chance. could have kind of came out of that team. You don't know. Absolutely. Now, I mean, you're facing a team like Vanderbilt, you're facing all these guys and it's going to be difficult. I'm not saying that it wouldn't have been, but you should have at least given them that shot. You never know. You really never know. Any team could be a Cinderella team or I wouldn't even call them a Cinderella because they were a really good team. Yeah. But I mean, let's let's face it. I mean, when it, 
when it comes to college baseball, you're thinking of the teams that usually are in it. Are in it. Vanderbilt is always the number one. Always, uh, always. always. You know, LSU uh, can always get in there too. Coastal Carolina is a team to always look at. Those are just some of the guys that you look for. NC State, you know, it, it's a good team, but, you know, in terms of being a powerhouse like that, it's never, you know, usually like that. They were having a very great season, and to ruin it like that was absurd. Now, I was also hearing some stuff going down. I was, like, looking at some of the players' Twitter accounts. I guess one player, I guess they were going in for the COVID-19 test. And I guess there was someone at the testing center wherever they were going to, and someone had their phone out and was, and was recording them. And I don't know exactly what was going on there, but it, but the guy, the guy says, the guy said, it's illegal to, you know, under NCAA laws, it's illegal to be filming people at their medical appointments. And it was just like, why are you recording them there? Is there, and people were saying it, it almost, it almost seems like they were like trying to catch us for something. Yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, I get that. And I, like, why would you record, to be fair? That is stupid, but the, like. The, no, the NC State players weren't recording. It there, was? There, I thought it was the NC State players. No, I, I think, I'm pretty sure there was, I, I'm pretty sure it was a uh, testing official was like filming. Oh, no. And there was like some, like, like one of the testing officials was recording, trying to catch an NC State player or something. So is that the reason why? No, but I think they were like trying to catch them on like some other on some other grounds. I don't know what's going on, but people are like, this seems like very fishy. There's got to be something. There's something else going on that we don't know. No, there has I, to be. Now, do I think that there's some massive ploy to knock NC State out of the playoffs so Vanderbilt can be the <laughs> champions again? And this, this is like this is like some NBA level like Tim Donahue like fixing the games type stuff. I don't think so. <laughs> Now, if that's the case, this is the ultimate, like, then they manipulated the hell out of COVID. But Oh, uh, my gosh. My God. Wow. I, there's so many things, though. I, I, I'm, I feel so bad for NC State, but I did want to touch on that. But I think it is officially time to say that we are now down to the wire, which means that we're going to go through everything we kind of talked about this episode and kind of rapid fire a little pace. All right. And then we'll see you guys on your way. Obviously, welcome, welcome in, welcome. We welcomed uh, Jack Borden into the show. Jack, thank you so much for coming in once again. It was a great time to have you on. No problem. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. It was really fun. It was a great talk. Yeah, I really hope to do this again with you too someday. So, of course, uh, you know, if the Bucks end up winning the championship, maybe we'll have you back on here soon. Oh, than yeah. I'll so, be back on. I'll be back on here if they win. We'll do a little celebratory uh, kind of. Oh, yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure. I'll have my Giannis jersey. I'll have my freaking deer hat on. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But obviously, we had Jack on the show. We talked about, you know, the current state of the Milwaukee Bucks. To, uh, talked about Giannis's injury and how they're going to perform, you know, as a result of it. We talked about how the NBA playoffs are in general with so many stars kind of being out of it and kind of it's turned into a little bit of a professional March madness. We talked about the Celtics signing Ime Adoka as well as uh, Damian Lillard reportedly being disgruntled with the Portland Trailblazers head coaching search. We talked about Clay Thompson returning from for, returning from his knee injury in 2022, hoping to you know, revive the Splash Brothers with Steph Curry next year. And we talked about NC State getting kicked out of the College World Series due to COVID-19 protocols. Uh, if you're not falling down to the wire on social media yet at this point, what are you guys doing? Exactly. We're, we're not only on Spotify, but we finally did get onto Apple Podcasts. Thank God. Finally figured out how to, how to do that. But we're also on Google Podcasts, YouTube. Uh, but the main hub you can access us through is our Instagram. Our Instagram is at down.tothewire. Again, at down.tothewire. We'll have a bunch of polls up there doing some fun stuff over there. Jack, if you want to you know, uh, shout anything out, I'll let you do that at this point. Honestly, just this was a great show. Like, seriously, follow them. Follow down to the wire. I appreciate it. <laughs> Oh, I, I really appreciate it because it looks no like problem. in the fall, it looks like in the fall, we're going to end up getting some, uh, some new equipment at the, at the radio station. I was just hearing that the, uh, that the radio station is going to be really nice in the fall. So I can't wait to do shows from there and, and get some more live guests in. Uh, but from down to the wire, I'm Brian Costa. And I'm Jack Boyden. And we'll see you guys next time. Take care.